0: So isolation changes, as we've mentioned, seven days instead of 10. And you've had you've had COVID, you become a contact. Again, you don't have to isolate them. All of that's happened within 90 days. The COVID Minister, Chris Hipkins, is with us morning. Good morning. And you greet us from self-isolation. How's the experience?
1: Oh, well, it's, it's, it's only, a, only a few hours in. We had one of the kids test positive last night. So we'll be in our, our seven days of isolation now for us because the gut cuts down from 10 days to seven days as of Friday. Uh, I didn't. I didn't obviously know when we made that decision that uh, that I'd be one of the first people to uh, to experience that.
0: Have you banished the child to the corner of the house?
1: Well, he's only five, so no. I think he's still going. I think he's still going to need lots of
0: cuddles. So you're going to you're going to probably end up being positive. You would think.
1: Uh, I think you know it, it's certainly possible. Um, adults in the house are all uh, vaccinated and boosted, but as we know, that doesn't mean that you're not going to get it. So we'll, we'll be regularly testing to make sure that uh, we know if we do get it and that uh, that may potentially extend the amount of time that we're at home for.
0: Although I note yesterday in doing some reading, uh, the chances of you getting it, if you're sensible, is somewhere between 15 and 50 percent. So in fact, the chances of you get, you, you've got a better chance of not getting it.
1: But if, if, you, if people are careful, and you know there are things that you can do to be careful, obviously when you're dealing with young children, as we are, that, that that's more difficult. But if you've got other adults in the household, there are things that you can do to minimise the risk. So you know, doing that, and, and there's some good advice provided by health, there's a little four-page sheet that people can have a read of, about the sorts of things you can do around the house just to decrease the risk that you might um, you know be infected by someone else in your household.
0: Alright. Other matters, uh, you're pausing sackings of public servants. Uh, this is the court case a couple of weeks ago with the Defence and the Police Force. Is the government not appealing that case?
1: Uh, We haven't made a final decision on that yet. What we've had is advice from the police saying that whilst they wanted that uh, requirement put in place uh, earlier on, they think that they've now got it covered, uh, and so they don't need it now, so uh, unlikely to be a future mandate for the police workforce. We're still talking to defence Um, One of the challenges with defence, of course, is vaccination requirements for people to be deployed, Mm. but there may well be other things that the defence force can do without needing necessarily a vaccine mandate under the COVID-19 legislation. But
0: if if those two don't need vaccine mandates, no one needs a vaccine mandate, and the court case is successful, you can't appeal and you lose. You overreached, basically, didn't you?
1: No, well, the court case was very narrow and that it only applied to those two workforces. Well, there also
0: said the judge, case. but in reality, if I'm, a, if I'm an employer with a mandate, I'm looking at that thinking, well, if they don't, why do I?
1: Well, the same judge is currently considering uh, uh, further cases which involve teachers yeah. and nurses. And so I think those are probably the ones to watch for other employers uh, who are looking to see, well, what does this mean for us?
0: You've got to appeal, though, don't you? Otherwise you lose. And if you lose, it means you overreached.
1: Uh, ultimately, that that particular case was pretty narrow. But this these, this case that's currently before the court uh, is a wider case, and so yes, there would be further implications from that, depending on what the decision is.
0: Okay, what's fully vaccinated? Are you still going to go with three? Are you still thinking about that, or have I completely missed this? You know, in other words, does the booster mean you're fully vaccinated? If you're not boosted, you're not fully vaccinated.
1: Uh, for the purposes of some of the vaccination requirements, or the vaccine mandates, as they've been called, uh, boosters are required for, in a lot of those cases for people to get their vaccination certificates for much of the travel. So many international travel requirements are still based on the two courses or, or two doses, the two dose right. course. Uh, and, and at the, this point,
0: we're not proposing to change that. Right. So when my vaccine passport expires, if I've only got two jabs, I'm still, according to you, fully vaccinated.
1: At this point, we haven't made decisions on the future of the vaccine passports. They are, at the moment, a tool that will help to get us over this current surge in cases that we've got. But We have been really clear that once once there's not a, a, a strong public health justification for them, we wouldn't use them anymore. So it's but, possible that that you won't need to renew your vaccine passport. Right. But we just haven't we're just not in the position to make that decision yet.
0: Well, when you say you've been clear, you sort of haven't because you're saying you're not going to do it any longer than it's needed. But that's how long is a piece of string? I mean, times and dates is what we need. Queenstown this morning is crying out. They say, look. Just give us some clarity. We have got we can't open a door until the mandates are gone, you know, for things like tourists and stuff. And you say, well, well, when we're ready, when are we ready? What are you looking for?
1: Well, this has been one of the challenges of the last two years of dealing with the pandemic. Um, you know, those who have tried to offer certainty and offer specific dates generally have got it wrong. Um, so, you know, we do have to adapt. We don't know necessarily what's just around the corner. So we have to adapt. We pro- try and provide as much certainty as we can, but we're, st- we're still dealing with a lot of uncertainty. But, you know, we don't know what we're necessarily going to be dealing with in a few weeks from now.
0: Okay. So when are we ever going to get a date or a time? Are you ever going to give a genuine, solid, tangible indication that's along the lines of, look, we've seen nine days of reduced cases. We are now hopeful that within two weeks we can do this. Is there any of that coming our way or not?
1: Oh, that's typically the way that we have approached this so when when we have started to see a way forward, we've generally shared that with people at this point we're still on, we're still on the uphill climb, but as we do start to come down, we'll know a lot more about what we've experienced in terms of hospitalisations in terms of ICU in terms of transmission within households. You know all of the evidence around that will become a lot clearer, and then we will be able to give people you know more certainty or at least a, more of a view of what the roadmap forward is.
0: Have you read Kate McNamara's excellent work in the Herald under the uh, social listening reports that you're in charge of?
1: Oh, I just got sent the latest to one this morning yeah. about the, the briefings provided to our, our experts. But, right. well, uh, well, let me ask you really about that in a one. moment.
0: What about your social listening? Why are you socially listening to all of us? What are you What are you spying on us for? So It's not, certainly not
1: spying. One of the things that we were doing in the early part of the pandemic, and if you go back to those early Level 3, Level 4 lockdowns, what we were able to do is pick up what are the things that our people are concerned about, what are the questions that they don't feel that they're getting answers, and able to provide better information and better clarity to people. So it it wasn't about spying on people, but it was about identifying, well, you know, what is it that people need to know?
0: But you never responded to Shane Retty's request for a full list of themes or the methodology employed by the company, including whether New Zealand privacy laws were followed. Why don't you answer those questions? Why so secretive?
1: Uh, Well, I haven't responded to those requests. Those requests have gone directly to the Department of Prime Minister and Cabinet. Yeah, they didn't respond, though.
0: Why is your government so secretive?
1: Well, in fact, some of those reports, I haven't, seen, I haven't seen the reports myself. They've informed the advice that's come to us. Um, but I haven't necessarily seen each and every one of the um, you know, pieces of information that was produced. So I'm not the person that's best, uh, best positioned to make decisions about what should and shouldn't be released.
0: And on the article you've received this morning, all the favourites, the Nicky Turners, the Susie Wiles, the Sean Hendys, the Michael Bakers, get the advance the advanced briefing and the proactive briefing of the commentators helped at times to achieve positive media coverage. Is that what you were after?
1: No, we we provide advanced briefings to a lot of people, including the business community, including journalists, that didn't stop the business community criticising us and it certainly didn't stop the journalists criticising us. Um, I think it's just, at least it means that when people are criticising you, they're doing so based on uh, information rather than misinformation. And so I think it's a very important part of communication. It's just making sure that people get the facts and they're still free to criticize. Well, whose facts are they getting? Your
0: facts. They're getting your facts in advance so that they can go out to the public and give quote-unquote positive media coverage.
1: Well, if they give positive media coverage, that's great, but but there's nothing to stop them being critical, and and many of them have.
0: Listen, got to go. Appreciate your time very much. Uh, Chris Hipkins with us this morning.